Aftershock. Shock. Four days, October 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2021, with Metallica. And the much anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock, Discovery Park, Sacramento. Two different nights, two unique sets from Metallica. With My Chemical Romance, Rancid, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Mashika Kelly, Gojira, Seether, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and a special Thursday night headline set from Limp Biscuit. Go to AfterShockFestival.com for more. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through 10th. Metallica, My Chemical Romance, Limp Bizkit, Social Distortion, Machine Kelly, and more. Don't miss Aftershock. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. listening to the one and only rock and wrestling podcast i'm your host with the most and we've got another phenomenal guest this week a member from the band a newer band called undertaking i know what you're thinking are they undertaker fans well we'll get into that man because that's as soon as the first thing that popped into my head as, as a wrestling enthusiast was all right somebody here is an undertaker fan so we get into that we get into the band's history their new uh full-length record Music in the general, the pandemic, and, and re- releasing a new record, all that good stuff. They're a great band. Uh, got some great feedback last week with the episode with Matt Daniels and kind of the rock and roll gym. Everything was great on that. Once again, keep up to date with all things rock and wrestling on the social medias. The old Twitter machine, Nick's R&W Podcast, Instagram Rock and Wrestling Podcast, and Facebook, Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Go over to Pro Wrestling Tees for some merchandise or rockandwrestlingpodcast.com. As well, leave a five-star review on iTunes if you think I've earned it, or go to patreon.com slash Podcast for more support. Appreciate everybody's support. So, going to jump right into it here on the other side with the band Undertaking. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through the 10th, Discovery Park, Sacramento, with two nights of Metallica and the much-anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock. 
Rancid, Limp Biscuit, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, Cedar, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and more. Go to AfterShockFestival.com for everything. Don't miss Aftershock. All right, it's a pleasure to welcome to the Rock and Wrestling Podcast uh, a member f- from a new band, and we're going to start off. You're probably not going to get this question, Johnny, but uh, it's Johnny from The Undertaking. Um, the band name, man, because obviously this is the Rock and Wrestling Podcast, and the media, I got the press release, I was like, all right, are these guys wrestling fans? Because you don't have a band called Undertaking without referencing The Undertaker. So I have <laughs> to start there. I was like, and then you have you know, an EP, a record called Funeral... I was like, and then there's a funeral in there. I'm like, okay, there's too much reference to Dead Man and Undertaking. I'm like, there has to be somebody in the band that's a wrestling fan and gets this. <laughs> it, yeah, dude, the the uh, the band has no association with the Undertaker, but but personally, I'm I'm a fan of his. He's great. Okay, because I was like, this is just too. <laughs> it's too good. I was like, it's it's almost too clever. I was like, who is? I'm like somebody that would you know. Me being a musician, I would be like all the bands I've been in. I'm like nobody would go for that. They're like, dude, that's too wrestling. I was like, this is so awesome though. It's a great band name. I love it. For sure, we had a. We were joking on on a different podcast that uh, it would be great if we all came out as different eras of oh. the Undertaker. Oh, that would be perfect. Like, somebody could be like Dead Man with a big hat, and then like American Badass and all that stuff. So, oh, that'd be your perfect man, man. There's so many different eras you could choose from, so that'd be perfect. I just had to start <laughs> off. I was like, they're probably not gonna get this question, but I was like, I was like, I gotta start there. But you guys got a kind of a new a new record out, and you guys have been. I kind of want to start because I'm just interested in the history of the band. And, sure. and how you guys got started and it's interesting because you guys have in the last year been putting stuff out and it's obviously been a crazy year for for bands especially newer bands so just kind of right. start there and talk about kind of a little bit about the history of the band yeah um so this iteration of the band formed in in 2018 uh but a couple of the members so our lead vocalist austin and then our other guitarist keith and our drummer brent they they all kind of grew up together playing music in different bands here and there. And then um, everybody kind of took a step away from music. And then in 2018, uh, we were sending texts around with, with the four of us. And it was like, hey, like, we have some free time. Like, what if we try to, you know, jump in and do a band? Because nobody was really doing anything musical at the time. Um, so we decided to get together and make it like a, hey, Monday nights at 9 o'clock, like, after our kids are in bed and no responsibilities, we're going to get together and just like, you know, jam out and, and have fun. And then things kind of just snowballed from there in like the best possible way where we uh, put together a couple songs and then we're like, okay, how do we get a show? Well, to do a show, we need to have music out there for people to listen to. So we recorded our scavengers EP and then uh, was doing some local shows around the area and things kind of just, you know, picked up from there and, and we got some notoriety and people loved our crazy show. And, um, we put out a couple singles and then short version solid state, you know, we got connected with them and, and, uh, yeah, decided to do a full length album. Yeah. It, it's, it's really aggressive, aggressive music, which, which I like. So I've always For been, sure. I, yeah, I've always been, I'm being curious because I'm, I'm, when it comes to rock, I'm all over the place. I could listen to, I might get not street cred, but I could listen to something as light as Poison or, or in it, or go in your guys' direction. I'm just, yeah. I'm curious as as a guitar player because I'm more, you know, Guns N' Roses slash melodic. You know, how does the songwriting process go for such aggressive mu- music? Right, because it's right. like, you know, especially with your vocals and and, and stuff. Yeah. You know, how does you how does your songwriting process maybe differ from other bands, or is it a real natural thing for you guys as a band? 
Um, no, I mean, that's a great question. I, I think as far as like musical wise, like I tend towards more melodic. And so I, I'm, I'm into those things with structure and it's like, here's the verse and here's the chorus. Um, but with this band, it's, it's, a, it's pretty democratic where, uh, somebody comes up with an idea. It might be, uh, you know, a three minute song or it might be, Hey, here's like these, you know, two or four riffs, whatever. And then we kind of just pass it around through email or text and then, chop it up and then put it back together and Frankenstein it. And then we sit down and we listen to it and we're like, okay, what works, what doesn't work. And it kind of goes through, you know, the blender. And then we push it through like a filter <laughs> a few times before something comes together where we're like, okay, this is engaging and it's punchy and it fits this genre. And then we put, you know, lyrics on top of that and then melodies. And that's, that's the, the goulash that comes out is the undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you would mention that you're like, you know, you prefer the more structure and sure. uh, and the and the, the melody and harmony. Do you ever have to fight with that because it is such aggressive music where, you know, maybe the guys are like, no, dude, it needs to be heavier. No, none of that stuff. Because I know that oh, there's, yeah. cer there's certain bands out there that they've always been like, oh, no, dude, we can't have that. That's not it just sounds not heavy enough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, everyone in the band has different uh, different personal tastes. And I think the the cool thing is because it's such a collective thing the sound that comes out is always going to be like okay it's it's an amalgamation of all of our you know uh, personal preferences where our other guitarist keith is more of like a uh, rock and roll background like he's like a led zeppelin fan and then uh our drummer brent wants even more like metalcore type sounds and then i'm like well let's do you know i want to have a big chorus and then like specific verses and stuff. But I think the push and pull of all that then creates what our sound is. Yeah. It, it brings up an interesting point because I think people that are listening may not understand that like some bands are very good at when it comes to songwriting and decisions being democratic. And then there's some bands that are and and it's, it's, I've always told people like, what's it like being a band? I'm like, try being married to like three or four different people and, right. and it's three or four different marriages. <laughs> <laughs> right. 100%. I mean, and, and I think we have a, a great chemistry as, you know, five five guys to throw these ideas together. Because I've been in bands before where sometimes it's just like one person's writing all the songs and then someone else is getting mad because they're like, well, I don't have input. And it's like, nah, this guy does it. And I don't know. We it, It's a happy accident that we all kind of got together and, and work so well. Yeah, well, you guys have the full length out. What's kind of the, been the response? And kind of, I'm sure it's 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 probably a little difficult right now because playing shows or touring is really it's starting to pick up, but it's still kind of not where you know a newer band like you would want to get out on the road and push that. Is, is are you finding it hard with a full length out there? Like, man, we can't go test these songs out live to see what kind of reaction people we get from them. Yeah, I, it, it's been a it's been a different process with these songs because I before when we would write, I mean, this whole album we wrote it do during the quarantine you know year and then recorded it then. So none of these songs have been out. We haven't played them live, but before that, we would write a song and then we'd like you know play it and and then come back to it and be like, well, this we can adjust here and there and change parts and then that's the you know the thing that gets recorded. Um, so I, I think as far as getting people to hear these songs in, in the live aspect, that's been kind of a bummer, not getting, you know, shows um, to be able to do that. But overall, the response has been really positive. It, it's been crazy to see people 
you know, across the country commenting and being like, this is contender for album of the year for me, or like people talking about specific songs and the lyrics to them and how it resonates with them. And I mean, that's what you want as a musician. You want people to, to like what you're putting out, but also have it connect with them on a deeper level. Yeah, that that I that's really good to hear that people are making that kind of correlation cuz I've had several bands that are like, you know, we put a new record out. Usually we test songs out on the road, you know, before the record's even out to see right. what, what goes in the set and they're like that's the hardest thing is what how do we put it, you know, how do we know what songs engage people because it's such it's so different. People, you know, cherry pick and and don't right. listen to full records. It's good that you're getting a response of people listening to the full record, which I mean, I grew up listening to full records i mean guns and roses is my yeah. favorite band but my favorite songs sure. aren't the singles they're the deep tracks yeah yeah i mean it, it i think too because uh, i mean it, it's been it's been a bummer for us to not be able to play for the past year because we see ourselves as that live band like we're we go kind of nuts where our, our vocalist is like never on the stage. He's in the crowd, like jumping on people's backs and like singing with them and stuff. And we're just throwing our guitar, guitars all over the place and just running in circles and stuff. So th this album is kind of tailored for that. So we're like, okay, this is going to be like a cool part to play live. Like this might be something that people sing, or this would be a great part to just like go ham and just, you know, roll around on the stage too. So we're super excited to get out hopefully in the next couple months and, and get in front of people with these songs. Well, yeah. And I, I think that's probably been the most difficult thing is, is I was, I've been talking to a lot of people in the industry and they say, you know, the big bands will survive this, the Metallicas, the right. whoever that, right. you know, it's, it's bands like you guys where, you know, you had some momentum coming, you maybe <clears throat> were looking at a new record. Then it's like, okay, everything shuts down where you guys, you know, you put on, a crazy live show and you want to get out there now you've got a new record what do we do how do we how do we navigate these wa waters when we don't have you know maybe a huge budget like a bigger band does right right and, I, and i'm really interested to see what the landscape looks like coming out of this you know like hope just talking to people i feel like everyone's stoked to get back out there like fans coming to shows and living life and doing stuff but i but also i think on the other side there's people that are like uh like i want to play it safe and see how things go first so i mean it's it's kind of you're, you're shooting your shot out there when you're planning these shows so soon you know so i, I don't know I'm, I'm really interested we want to get out there and, and hopefully people want to come out and, and have a good time with us yeah I'm, I'm i'm to the point where like i think this is the longest i've gone like since i've been born without going to a show where it's, <laughs> it's, it's like dude i don't even care if there's electric guitar and somebody singing right. i'm like i'm just gonna go i want to see sure. a show like it's this is it's just crazy that it's been this long i'm like i don't ever remember this point in my life where i've gone this long without going to seeing some sort of band live right right i think everybody's eager to get back out there so you got you know what's kind of the hope and goal with this this record you know you it's a full-length record you're putting it out you're getting good responses the hope to maybe you know you're gonna play some shows but maybe get tour and really get out there and push push this thing and and push it to the max yeah i mean all of us are are in our 30s and you know it's it's different from starting a band when you're a teenager and you're, <laughs> you have no responsibilities and it's kind of like we're going to blow up and we're going to make it. We're going to do all this stuff. Like we, we all have been in bands when we were that age, you know, and then took a break from it. And, and a bunch of us, most of us in the band are married or have, um, you know, kids and careers and all that stuff. And so the band has been very much a passion project. And so even from the start, when, when we got together back in uh, 2018, 
it was like, hey, if we're going to do this, if we're going to like carve time out of our lives to do this, let's be serious about it. And also, like, if it's not working, we all have to out, you know, of like, hey, man, like, it's just it's cutting into too much of my personal life or, you know, I, I need to make sure I focus on my family or, or career or whatever it is. Um, so everyone takes it really like we have again, we have a lot of fun and we're very passionate about it, but we're also like, okay, let's take the the right steps and, and do things that make sense for the band and not say yes to everything, but say yes to the things that are going to be fun and that are going to benefit us. And so, um, yeah, like, the, I mean, to your point, we want to get out there. We want to play shows. We'd love to, we might do a, a short run in the fall, a little tour. I'm not sure yet. We're, you know, a, a lot of talk is happening, but nothing is set in stone yet. Um, but our fingers are crossed and, and we're starting to fuel up the tanks. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I had the same kind of, as I got older, it was more like when you start a band and you're young, you're just like, we'll play any show, we'll do anything. And then right. now that you're older, you're like, ah, maybe that show isn't probably the best show for us or like, you know, you know, and it's, you know, smart decision making makes a successful band. Everyone thinks it's great song, you know, I'm like, yeah, the songs and everything are part of it, but you really have to make smart decisions as a band if you want to be successful. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think that's been a big part of our quick success because again we haven't been a band that long um and the plan for us honestly was never to get signed to a label and and you know do anything crazy big it was just like hey let's have fun with this and let's fill that that you know rock music void in our life and, and create together and do something fun um but yeah like we're intentional about it we show up we show up early to shows you know we we talk to the people that are running the venue and the sound guy and we stay late and just try to make a, an effort, you know? And I, I know for a fact that I, <laughs> I didn't do that when I was a kid, I was like, you know what? I'll show up five minutes before we're ready to play, <laughs> you know? And then like, just like screw around and like not be nice to people because I'm like, I'm cool and I'm in a band and like, nobody wants to be around people like that. People don't want to work with people like that, you know? Yeah, abso absolutely. It's, it's, it's a, it's a maturing process. I think with any entertainment form, you kind of find a, find your way as you get older and realize that maybe this isn't the way to do it. This is the way to do it. Especially when you look at the, the, the top bands or whoever is at the top, you look, Oh, that's how they do it. That's how they're successful. Yeah. Right. So I've got to go back now. You mentioned you're a fan of the undertaker and the undertaker is one of my all time favorite uh, wrestlers. So are you, do you currently watch wrestling or is it just, you know, the undertaker is just one of those, you know, you're an old school fan type thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't watched wrestling probably like 20 years. I, I grew up uh, in the 90s, so the Attitude Era was like that's, the thing. That's what I grew up I mean, up like, I, you couldn't escape it. It was everywhere. And so, I don't know, I, I naturally gravitated towards The Undertaker, and he was just like, you know, surrounded in mystery and, and just the whole, the whole uh, persona that he had was like incredible. As like a kid, I was in like junior high, you know, so I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, I that's that was always my my cool thing about 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 him is just like I compare it to like Kiss in the seventies. Like nobody knew what Kiss looked like. Like they were so mysterious. I'm like I'm like that's how the Undertaker was from like ever. I'm like you didn't know like this guy is really dead. Like he just he yeah. had so much mystique. You didn't see him do like he wasn't on the Tonight Show like Stone Cold. Like you wouldn't see the Undertaker yeah. doing that. Like it was just yeah. so there was so much mystique and he just recently retired. So now he's doing like a lot of interviews and stuff. And you're like, this is just, yeah. just weird to me, man. Like I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing the undertaker do interviews. Well, I, so I watched him. He, he went on uh, hot ones. I don't know if you watched yep, that. I saw um, that. Yeah. And it was I, like, blew me away to be like, who is this dude? 
you know, because I'm like, again, it was like really cool to see him out of character because I'm, I, you know, you grew up watching these guys and like when I was a kid, I thought that he was, he was like back from the dead, you know, like I believed all that stuff. I thought like Kane was his brother and all this stuff. Um, so it's just crazy to see. I, I tuned in to watch, uh, his retirement actually. Yeah, it was, yeah, I met him uh, uh, so about 2018 in LA before Survivor Series weekend, and yeah, it was he was couldn't have been nicer. You're just like, man, it's he's not really like, not that the mystique <laughs> was gone, but you're just like, there's so much mystique surrounding him. You're just like, this is crazy. I met the Undertaker, like you never thought you'd, you'd meet him, and you know, yeah, like him doing the Joe Rogan podcast. It was like, yeah, just just to hear all these stories because he's been you know 30 plus years you're like this is awesome to hear the stories but at the same time you're like now it's like the one last piece of my childhood gone yeah yeah i mean and also to hear that he's like a really nice guy too is like oh that's that's cool you know <laughs> yeah i i swear you got halloween shows what you guys need to do and that's where the undertaker the different eras of the undertaker need to go it'd be perfect <laughs> Yeah, it'd be so fun. <laughs> so, uh, for for people that aren't familiar with the band, where can they find uh, you know the music, your social media, any of that to kind of keep up to date with what you guys got going on? For sure, uh, on I feel like I mean we're active on all platforms, but Instagram is like the place you can find us there at the Undertaking Rocks, um, and then I think Twitter is underscore the Undertaking, and Facebook just type in the Undertaking, and, and we're on there. And then streaming, wherever wherever you listen to music, we're on there. So just type in The Undertaking and you'll find our album there. Yeah, so you guys had the first full length. You know, obviously, hopefully you're going to play some shows and, and tour. Is, yeah. You, know, have you guys continually write and look like maybe we can do a follow-up or, or, or you're always trying to put new music on that? Because I know that, you know, as an up-and-coming band, that's always the thing is like, keep writing, keep writing, looking for, right. I don't know what to say necessarily that hit, but that, that one, you know, do you guys always in the process of writing new music? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, we just released this album, but the guys in the band are already talking about, we're, we're all like, okay, what's the next album going to be? We have a whole Dropbox full of songs already. And so we're kind of going through those and putting them through the, the Frankenstein process of pulling them apart and adding new riffs in and stuff like that. So yeah, we're, we're constantly in that writing mode. Yeah. It's, it's funny as mu- musicians, you did, I've, I've done that so many times. Oh, we put the EP out, put the record out. Okay. Oh, the, I really love this new song we're writing. And then you're like, wait, we got a show to play. And you're like, wait, how do I play that stuff on the other <laughs> record? I totally forgot. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's our move right now is again, we, we get together every Monday night. And so we're, we're going through all the songs on the album and we're like, okay, like, let's put the new stuff that we're writing aside and let's like make sure we can play all the songs from the album, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially as a guitar player, I'd go, wait, what did I, what did I write on this part? I really, Dude. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. I don't know how people did it back in like, it's so nice with technology now because we have like all the stems for our songs. And so I'll like pull that up and I'm like, okay, what note was I? Okay. That's what I was playing in the studio. Okay. This is how the part goes, you know? Yeah, well, that's fun. I was watching an interview with Slash, and he says he never listens to anything he puts out. The only time he goes back and listens to it is when he's got to relearn to play it. Like right. when he rejoined Guns N' Roses, he's like, "Oh, I just went and learned. Yeah, I listened to it one time, and then I remembered." I was like, "I couldn't do that." Like if it was even something I wrote two months ago, I'm like, "I'm really gonna have to sit down and dissect what did I write here." I couldn't yeah. listen to it one time. And be like, yeah. "Oh, I remember now." I've been trying to shoot videos of myself playing our songs so that way I can watch those back and be like, there's where my hands are at. Okay, that's how I play this part. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so obviously you mentioned social media. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out and, and joining me. But uh, last question here is, is there a favorite song on the record or a favorite song you think that will go over really well live? 
Yeah, I, dude, I love it's it's maybe controversial in our band because it's it's our poppiest song, but I love Plague. It's it's track three. There's a lot of clean vocals in it. Um, I, I think if you're not super into heavy music, that's a good gateway drug into the undertaking. Uh, but I think live, uh, I think wrenches is going to be huge. I think that's going to be a big one because it's it's punchy and aggressive and angry. That was that's funny that you would say track three because I was that was the one I was listening to. I was like, oh man, there's a lot of clean vocals on this, and then I yeah. like I like it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I appreciate the the time, man. Definitely have to have you come back on after you guys start playing shows and, and hear the response from from the live crowds about the new record. I would love that, man. Thanks for having me on. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through the 10th, Discovery Park, Sacramento, with two nights of Metallica and the much anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock with Rancid, Limp Biscuit, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, Cedar, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and more. Go to AftershockFestival.com for everything. Don't miss Aftershock. Man, I want to thank the, uh, Johnny from uh, Undertaking for coming on, man. Very, very cool, dude. Loved the conversation. Everybody go check out their new record. I listened this morning on Spotify. Really, really good stuff, man. So check it out. It's heavy stuff. So get in a mosh pit, and hopefully they'll be out doing some shows very, very soon. Once again, appreciate everybody's support. You know the socials. And next week, we'll be back right here on the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Until then, peace. I'm out.